and welcome to the Lance of Healthy Longevity podcast in conversation with. It's November 2022, and I'm Cahal McQuillan. In this episode, we were discussing a global collaborative data meta-analysis, which looked at the associations between social connections and cognition in older adults. We're joined today by the lead author on the paper, Dr. Suraj Samtani, who works at the Centre for Healthy Brain Aging at the University of New South Wales in Sydney. Suraj, thanks so much for taking the time to chat with me. How are you doing today? I'm good, Carl. Thanks for inviting me. Really excited to talk to you today. So just to begin, how would you define social connections and what do we already know about their importance for the mental health of older adults? The social connections are the relationships that we have with other people. So this could be interactions with friends, family, or getting out there in the community, volunteering. It could be the type of support we get from other people, or it could be how lonely we feel. So there's some qualitative aspects of it and some quantitative aspects of it. And we wanted to look at this overall, looking at all the different aspects of it. And the reason why we wanted to look at social connections is because we know that they're so important for our mental health. If you think about evolutionarily, we're designed to be a social species. Like as a hunter-gatherer, the worst thing that could happen to you is you'd be kicked out of the campfire area at night and you wouldn't make it to the next morning. And the worst thing you can do to someone in the modern day is to put them in solitary confinement. So we know that getting social support, having reliable people around us, keeps us from getting depressed. In fact, as a clinical psychologist, one of the things I recommend to people is to do two physical and two social activities a week. So it just intuitively makes sense. Stay connected to feel good. So what exactly did your study focus on? Um, Why was it important to look more closely at cognitive domain? Well, we knew from previous studies especially the Lancet 2020 Commission on Dementia, that social connections, if you include that, you could potentially prevent 4% of cases of dementia globally. So it's one of the 12 modifiable risk factors, which is really exciting for us because you could do something about this. And we know from research that's looked at social connection, the risk of dementia is that Having other people to live with, having frequent interactions reduces your risk of dementia. But what they hadn't done is they didn't have evidence from beyond North America and Europe. So that was the exciting thing about our studies. We had data from every continent. So was that the the major difference between your study and the studies that have come before of just? That's right, Carl. So we got data from 13 countries from around the world. We had North and South America, Europe, Asia, Africa, Australia. So exciting to see such a representative human cycle. And to be able to answer this question when you have 40,000 people in your sample is really, really, really cool, I think. So what were the main findings of your study? And you kind of mentioned it already, based on the fact that you had results from all over the world, what were what what were the difference from your findings in terms of world region? Was was there much of a difference, uh, you know, uh, geographically? Not really, honestly. Our main findings were that the same things mattered for everyone. It's such a huge universal thing, such a human thing to need social connection. So it was 
living with others. It was being in a relationship. It was engaging with the community a few times a year. It was seeing friends and family at least once a month. And what we loved about being able to answer these specific questions is that we can give people specific guidelines, like what should they be doing to reduce their risk of dementia? So what, what, what overall were the main bindings? Obviously, social inaction does affect cognition, but you know, to what degree were you seeing that? So we're seeing a slowdown in the rate of decline. So you know, a few points slower decline year on year on year for people who live with others, who do at least yearly community engagement, who do at least monthly interactions with friends or family. I think that's what's really exciting is the cumulative effect of this. We know dementia can start 30 years before we notice it. Imagine if you were doing all the right things. What policy implications does your study have and, and what, what do you think your findings mean for people in their day-to-day -day lives? I think our findings have really practical implications for people's lives and we can give really clear recommendations to people and to policymakers. You know, create the spaces for people to meet each other. You know, create green spaces and community spaces where people can come together to do activities, to meet other people and not feel that lonely. You know, encourage them to do that yearly community engagement, monthly friend and family engagement. You know, it doesn't have to be just people, you know, who are in relationships. You know, that's what I find the most hopeful thing about our study is that no matter what someone's life circumstances, there's something they can do to reduce their risk of dementia. The COVID-19 pandemic, I think, like undoubtedly impacted social connections for many older adults. What are the implications of this and you know, has the damage already been done or do you think there's possible interventions to help negate some of the negative effects on cognition? I love that question, Carl. I think that's a great question because it affects so many people right now and we see distinct profiles of people. There are some people who are always really well connected and they stayed that way. There are some people who really retreated into their shell during COVID during the lockdowns and never came out of that. They're still really, really hesitant and they're worried about when I go out, am I going to remember those people's names or like what's happening in their life? They feel really nervous. Yes. And then there's other people who are just starting to change the way they interact. And I'm seeing a lot of people getting to online communities. Like they joined a single group for They'll get into like an online game that they just start to connect with new people. So I think people are learning different ways of connecting, but it's really important that still people try to get some face-to-face -face interactions. You mentioned it there, yeah, the, um, obviously it's amazing. I think the internet provides such an opportunity for connection. Has there been, you know, have you seen much of a push for digital literacy in, in kind of like older populations where I guess they're not as used to uh, interacting online and, and it is such a, it does provide such an opportunity for social connection. So have you seen much push in, in this area? You see now more and more people who have just been forced to use Zoom or social media to keep in touch with their family. 
that was the only way they could do it. And just by being forced to do it, they have now become quite expert at it. Even at my local library, I walked down the other day and they had classes for older adults to get savvy with the internet and set up all of their social media and email and link up to podcasts like yours. Yeah, yeah no, it is. It's, it's brilliant. I find it quite hopeful. Yeah, that it will you know, provide the platform for social connection. And yeah, hopefully with future generations, some older adults will feel less isolated as, as these platforms become more easier to access. I think the most important take-home message for people is just to go out there and connect with other people. Message or call a friend that you haven't spoken to for a while. Have a chat with your neighbor. He'll call friends and family of volunteer in the community. The take-home message is any social interaction is better than no social interaction. And the more you do, the better it is for you. So stay active and stay connected with each other. That's brilliant. Well, thanks very much. That's a, that's a nice message to end it on. Uh, thanks so much, Suraj, for uh, taking the time uh, to talk to me today. It's been a real pleasure. And likewise, Carl, thanks so much for having me. You can read Dr. Santani's research online now at thelancet.com. Thank you to Dr. Santani, and thank you for listening to this episode of In Conversation With. Remember, you can subscribe to In Conversation With, The Lancet Healthy Longevity, wherever you usually get your podcasts. Thank you.